the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And as usual, somebody has messed with my levels in the studio because I, I don't understand why. All right. I, I just, you know, I wish people would just put it back to normal. I'm as deaf as a doornail. I need things a little bit louder than most people when you've been doing this for 30 years and going to concerts and all kinds of other things. That's what happens. Motley Crue, looks that kill. Thir- 40th anniversary. I almost said 30th. 40th anniversary. The album came out. Uh, Shout at the Devil uh, came out in 1983. That officially makes me a very, very old person. I never saw Motley Crue live. I saw Vince Neil once. He opened for Van Halen uh, back in the 90s uh, when they played at Jones Beach. I've told the story before. Of, uh, uh, Steve Stevens was playing guitar for Vince Neil. Uh, Steve, in the middle of the show, was doing this great solo. A pretty good one, by the way. And nobody was really, you know... Clapping for him, cheering for him, etc. And uh, Vince Neil came out in the middle of it and said, you know, what's the matter with you people? Like, what's going on here? This is Steve bleeping Stevens. And somebody in the front row got very quiet. Somebody in the front row yelled out, Eddie Van Halen's backstage, jerk off. Get back, get off. Let's go. Like, let's move this set on. And, you know, and I mean, at that point, what are you going to do? I mean, Eddie was at the top of his game at that point. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. That was a That was a fun show. Uh, for sure, and probably the last tour I think that was uh, uh, with Van Halen. I think that was the, ba- if I'm not mistaken, that was the Balance tour. And then after that, they they broke up. And Van Halen three with um, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the lead singer from Extreme. And uh, you know, that was not a well received album. Well, you know, I digress, and uh, we go from there. Anyway, um, no guests on the on the program this evening. I'm just coming off my 35th. Uh, High school reunion. Uh, what a great weekend we had uh, Friday night over at the Old Bermuda Inn. It was just awesome. Great to see everybody. It was a smaller group than normal. Um, usually we have about 100 people or so, but this time it was uh, less than that. And um, I have to say, it was great reconnecting with a lot of people. that You know, you see them, you, you sort of connect with them on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, a bunch of them I don't really get to see in person. They live elsewhere, and it was just nice to reconnect with everybody. So we had a great time. Loved it. Um and hopefully we will do it again uh, for the 40th. I don't know. We're kind of, you know, I know people are going to push for a 40th, but this time around uh, we didn't have as many people as we normally would 
Um, and I think part of it's COVID, part of it's inflation, a lot of different things. So uh, we shall see. All right, let's dive into news. Uh, we've got a lot uh, going on here. Treehouse Brewing announced uh, last week, about a week and a half ago, that um, in 2024, Treehouse will open a brewery, tap room, and outdoor experience in Saratoga Springs, New York. Uh, this from them, the connections we cherish, the memories that we make are ultimately what matter most in life. Can't disagree with that. We founded Treehouse because we learned that great beverages hold a unique power contributing to this notion. Each decision we have made throughout our evolution considers this ideal first and aims to strengthen it as we introduce Treehouse to more people. Saratoga Springs is famous for its vibrant arts and music scene. This history aligns with our passion and support for music and the arts in ways we almost find too good to be true. To say that we are excited to become a part of the community would be an understatement. Treehouse is purchasing a beautiful property on Route 9, where we will build a new facility from the ground up, featuring our world-renowned beverages, an expansive indoor and outdoor experience, situated across the street from Saratoga Performing Arts Center, around the corner from Saratoga Racetrack, minutes from I-87, 30 minutes north of Albany, and under an hour from the much-celebrated Adirondack State Park. This facility will serve as an incredible base camp for your chosen adventures. As Treehouse has evolved and matured, it is easy to assume that the fire of a young business has changed or that our progression has altered our core values. That is not in line with the reality we enjoy within our walls each day. It may surprise you that Treehouse has been making about the same volume of beer for the last five years. We have built tighter vendor relationships, refined processes, traveled the world to source the best ingredients, and constantly reinvest in upgraded brewing equipment. As a tenured team, we have never been more focused on the quality and breadth of our offerings. In terms of scale, Treehouse doesn't even crack the country's top 75 largest breweries by production volume. This purposeful resistance to free and unbound growth has enabled us to make beer, and now beverages, with the same precision and exacting detail as we did when we began in our kitchen just 12 years ago. Craft beer is enduring a difficult time, but we remain committed to these beverages that enhance and enrich our culture. We are tracing, we are, excuse me, we are chasing an ideal for a better life with richer experiences. Where we are imperfect, we are striving to be better. Where we do well, we adopt a beginner's mind. We measure success by making products and curating experiences we are proud of. That's not the full statement. There's some other stuff in there. But boy, I'll tell you this, Treehouse hit it right on the mark. For more info, treehousebrew.com. Um, I could go into this for an hour about Treehouse. They make fantastic beers. Uh, I did not know that they are making the exact same, about the same volume of beer that they have for the last five years, but it speaks volumes for a brewery that does not distribute outside of their four walls in the number of places that they are open. Um, You have, when you go there, it's not an experience where you can sit there for hours and drink. You're limited to a certain amount, and then they ask you to leave because they want to keep the... They want to keep people rotating in. And I've never been to the brewery. A buddy of mine has been many times. Um, and it is an experience. And that's great that they're going to be in Saratoga Springs next year. I think that's really cool. Now, again, it's a bit of a hike for me to get to Saratoga Springs. I mean, we're talking three and a half, four hours. Um, I, it'd be easier for me to go to the brewery in Massachusetts. of something that I plan to do this winter or spring. Um, but kudos to Treehouse for staying with their values and doing what they do best they make great beer, and it's not just the hazies. They make great pilsners. They make great hefeweizens. They make a lot of stouts. They make a lot of stuff, and I know the fight between Treehouse and Trillium, et cetera, et cetera, but I like both breweries. I think each is unique in their own way, and I really enjoy Treehouse you know, over and over and over again, but it, it, I am quite impressed with this brewery and quite impressed with how they do things. 
Um, it is, uh, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. All right. Uh, Great Lakes Brewing has announced back on October 23rd they expanded their distribution into New York City. That's in partnership with uh, SKI Beer Distributors. The brewery begins its introduction in New York City in conjunction with the launch of the seasonal favorite Christmas ale. In addition to the holiday classic, the brewery's initial entries into the market include the highly rated Edmund Fitzgerald Porter, Vibacious Double IPA, and New Midwest IPA. Uh, the launch was supported with several kickoff events throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Long Island. Uh, they have been in the state of New York for decades, but this is a significant and strategic step to expand its distribution footprint. They've never been in New York City because I've never seen Great Lake beers in New York City. So it's interesting. This is the first time in. And I didn't see anything that breweries were holding these events for Great Lakes Brewing. So I, I don't know if that's just Facebook. You don't really see it or whatever. I don't know. Facebook's algorithm is very screwed up. And now they show things. I think if you're political, you could forget about ever seeing uh, a lot of people's posts. Um, they just, you know, press it down and, uh, you know, you just don't see it. So uh, whatever. I could. That's another topic I could talk about for an hour. Anyway, um, it, it uh, again, uh, you can get a, a bunch of different uh, beers now in New York City. Uh, they are excited to be in the five boroughs on Long Island. Uh, we shall see what happens here. Uh, with Great Lakes, maybe we'll try to get somebody on from Great Lakes to talk about this a little bit more, because uh, I'd like to um, expand upon this. I mean, this is uh, this is a big deal. They've been in New Jersey for uh, for a long time. Uh, their their guy who was here, Brad Foreman, uh, was laid off in a whole you know they a couple of years ago during the pandemic they laid off a bunch of people, um, and I don't know if they ever got anybody again uh, to rep Great Lakes beer because I haven't seen too much of it in New Jersey. Uh, to be quite honest with you. We shall see. Wormtown Brewery has announced the launch of their newest year-round offering, Be Smooth. It's a hazy New England-style IPA. It's available across Massachusetts. Uh, it started this past week, this past Wednesday. They'll be distributed throughout Wormtown Brewery's New England footprint beginning in January of next year. True to its name, Be Smooth is a juicy, hazy IPA full of exciting hop aromas while remaining smooth to taste. Uh, it is... I'm just trying to get some of the information here. All right. Be Smooth will be available with Be Hoppy at liquor stores, bars, and restaurants across Massachusetts. Uh, it is available now. And then you can enjoy this new beer and many other offerings at their tap rooms located in Worcester, Mass. And Foxborough, Massachusetts. Wormtown Brewery. Uh, be Hoppy. Uh, that's their West Coast-style IPA. But Be Smooth is their juicy, hazy IPA. And then finally, we mentioned last week, Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. Coming back to the convention center, Friday, April 12th, Saturday, April 13th, three sessions, 8 to midnight on Friday, noon to 4 on Saturday, 6 to 10 on Saturday. Uh, and then they have um, the summer sessions will be one day, Saturday, July 13th, noon to 4, 6 to 10. Uh, the tickets are on sale for the uh, April sessions right now. Um, uh, if you want to get in for just the beer, I think it's $65 for just the beer. People were complaining a bit about the prices. The convention center is run by Ticketmaster. So um, Tricycle Productions has no bearing on the price. 65 is their price, but then you have to pay taxes and fees. And, yeah, Ticketmaster charges a lot in fees. Deal with it. If you don't want to charge the fee, if you don't want to get whacked with the fees, wait until the tickets go on sale at various places that um, John and his crew will be at, and then you can get them for, for just the ticket price and tax, and you don't have to pay the fees. Bottom line, that's how it works. It's America. What are you going to do? You can fight Ticketmaster all you want. Pearl Jam tried to do it. Didn't work out, huh? When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes. 
from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Little Iron Maiden, Wasted Years from the uh, Somewhere in Time album that came out back in 1986. So Maiden last week announced that they are touring again, uh, and they are adding U.S. dates to their tour. A lot of it is taking place in Europe uh, for the first part of the year. But next fall, in 2024, the Future Past Tour uh, is taking place, and... um, they're coming to Barclays Center. Uh, they're is it Barclays? I don't remember if it's Barclays or the Garden. Uh, I know they're coming to Prudential Center for sure, um, and that is in November of next year. And so I was debating whether or not to get tickets for this, and I'm sort of on the fence because tickets went on sale already. Uh, and this is what bands are doing now. They're 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 sell, they're trying to sell out arenas a year in advance to let you know that they're coming and uh, to prepare yourself because again, it's a lot of planning. When you have a stage set like Iron Maidens, they want to make sure that they have their money in place before they start doing a lot of this stuff, which I don't blame them. I really don't. I mean, it's a big production that Maiden puts on. And what Maiden does, unlike other metal bands, they don't go back a lot. They go forward. A lot of their tours are of their newer material. They sprinkle in some old stuff, but it's very, very slight. Maybe four songs of the entire um, you know, set. Most of it is newer stuff, and I'm not that crazy about it. Like the last time I saw Maiden, uh, I was uh, thankful enough. Don LaGreca, who works for uh, ESPN Radio, um, they had the uh, ESPN box that night at the Garden, and he called me a couple days before and said, look, I got an extra ticket in the box if you want to come. I said, of course, to see Maiden? I mean, it's great. And we were behind the stage. That's where the box was. So it was cool to see the set from behind the scenes, sort of. but I wasn't crazy about the tour. Like, I was like, all right. You know, there was some stuff I recognized, and that was cool. But a lot of the newer stuff I didn't. Um, and that's on me. I've never been the biggest Maiden fan in the world. Anyway, I'm getting too far into this. But the, the tour is basically their newer stuff and the Somewhere in Time album. So you, if you're not a fan of that album, the, then I advise you not to buy tickets for the event. Because it's not – the set list is the set list. If you look up set list right now and you look up Iron Maiden, whatever – what the set list is, that's what they're playing. So they're going to be playing those same songs for over a year now. If you like it, good for you. If not, it's not your cup of tea. And there it is. Um, Will I go? Yeah, I might. I mean, it's Prudential Center. It's a train ride. It's five stops. Um, It's easy. I don't have to worry about driving. Um, It's, you know, it's one of those things. And it's a Saturday night. I don't have to take a day off from work, which is fantastic. Uh, You know, have a nice time and then boom, get on the train and go. So... I'll probably end up going. It's a year away. I can't plan that far ahead. Seriously. Whatever. Anyway, big news from Samuel Adams. 
Um, Utopias is back. I don't want to bury the lead there. I could have went on with a whole, you know, whatever. But Utopias is back. Uh, this beer was introduced first in, 20, in 2001. Uh, and as founder and brewer Jim Cook explains, we're delighted to announce the arrival of Utopias 2023. It continues our tradition of surprising beer lovers. It is brewed, not distilled. It is definitely beer. Again, it is the world's strongest, most mysterious, and sought-after beer. Its ruby black color, lack of carbonation, suggests a vintage port, while its high alcohol level begins to approach a fine cognac. Um, As Jim explains, in the 1990s, the big brewers were competing to make lighter and lighter beers. I was drawn to the darker, richer end of the beer spectrum. We brewed Samuel Adams' double Bach in 1988, and then a triple Bach in 1994. I remember the triple Bach. These beers are pioneers in the extreme beer movement after the 1999 release of Millennium. We challenged ourselves to create an even stronger, more distinctive beer. Enter Utopias in 2001. Uh, It is brewed every two years and released every two years. Utopias, a blend of multiple batches of the brewery's earlier extreme beers, further aged in multiple types of barrels. Utopias has always been aged in charred whiskey casks. And this year, the Samuel Adams Brewers expanded the kinds of barrels for more complex flavors. In addition to American bourbon barrels, they used imported scotch and peated whiskey barrels. The peated scotch barrels added a wisp of smoke to the flavor, while Ruby Port and Carcavelos casks from Portugal and Cognac barrels from France bring dark fruit notes. New to Utopias 2023 are the barrels from uh, Pignot de, Ch- de Chotens, a rare fortified French aperitif wine from western F- uh, France, while Utopias 2023 is European roots. It is a distinctly... American innovation. It was brewed in Ohio and then aged in Pennsylvania, blended in Massachusetts, and bottled in Delaware. So everybody got a chance to get a uh, a hand on this. Um, so each each Utopia's twenty twenty three brewed so that teams of Boston beer coworkers in all four states contributed to the final product. Uh, it was brewed and fermented at the Samuel Adams Cincinnati Brewery, moved to the beautiful cask room at the Samuel Adams Pennsylvania Brewery for aging, and then sampled and blended with previous vintage Utopias in the Samuel Adams Beer Keller at the Boston Brewery. Finally, it was shipped to the Dogfish Head Brewery in Delaware to be bottled. Utopias is packaged in ceramic bottles fabricated by Brazilian artists that look like a classic copper brew kettle. The extraordinary beer is a labor of love and a true team effort. It is at a suggested retail price. It's out now, $240 per 24.5-ounce bottle. It is illegal in 15 states because it clocks in at 28% ABV. So you can't get it in Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. Prices vary by market. Availability is very limited. I have word that I may be getting a sample of Utopias. I have no idea if it is going to be a big bottle or if it is going to be the smaller version that they sometimes send. Whatever it is, I missed out on 2021. Um, so to have the ability to have a 2023, I still have a 2019 sitting at home, and I think I still have a little bit left of a 2017. So this is one that you buy, you age, you let it sit for a while. Again, it's to be shared with friends. You shouldn't be opening this and drinking it by yourself. You should absolutely share this with as many people as possible. It's a fantastic, fantastic beer. It really is. I mean, it's it's... It's an experience, let's put it that way. Uh, Neshaminy Creek Brewing uh, has released a pumpkin beer. Uh, Neshaminy Creek Young Pumpkinstein, it's a medium-bodied 5.2% ABV Marzen-style lager, a toasty malt character, and an uber-dry finish. Ecliptic Brewing, celebrating 10 years of brewing 
with something special brewed with pale and pilsner malts as well as rice, which helps gives the beer a light body. Ecliptic uh, 10th Orbit is a 7% ABV rice IPA. Big hoppy character, thanks to a smart mix of Simcoe, Citra, Cascade, and Amarillo hops. Um, but it's got that right, it's got a rice in there to lighten it up and let the hops shine through. Uh, we're using, they're using a mixture of hops that were around 10 years ago, as well as some that have been released since 2013. That's pretty cool. Uh, the folks at Lions Roar Brewing uh, over in Westfield, New Jersey, collabing with uh, New Jersey Craft Beer, uh, they are doing a West Coast IPA collaboration, or as they call it, Westfield Coast IPA collaboration. It's called the Brew Devil. They'll, se- they'll be celebrating this on uh, Friday, the 17th of November. It'll be available on tap and in to go uh, uh, and to go in Crowlers. They're open from 4 to 10 p.m. on that Friday. Music from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. with duck and cover. For more information, NewJerseyCraftBeer.com slash the-brew-devils backslash. Um, I was invited to this event. It's li- I mean, the brewery is literally five minutes from my house, six, seven minutes from my house. Uh, unfortunately, I can't make it. Um, I'm going to see Mammoth that night at um, Starland Ballroom. I would love to sort of sneak over there. Uh, grab a quick taste and then maybe run down uh, to Starland. I don't know. It all depends on uh, scheduling and stuff. Maybe I can do that when they open at 4 o'clock, have a quick pour, and then um, head down to Starland and check out Mammoth. I'm excited to see Mammoth. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be a cool event. Although I didn't go in for the um, uh, the meet and greet. It was expensive. It was like over $200 a person. Now, it's cool. I mean, you get to see the sound check. You get a, a picture with the you know a group shot with the entire band and stuff. Uh, some other stuff you get to be first in line to get in, you know that kind of stuff. But it's like, I, first off, a friend of mine is coming. My my dear friend Nicole, she's not going to be able to get off work to be able to go to the sound check at three in the afternoon. So right there, it just said, forget it. I'm not wasting my money. It's just not worth it. Um, but I'm excited for Utopias. Before we take a break here, I, I like if you've not experienced Utopias, you should try and get it. Call your local liquor store. See if they're going to get it in again. It's rare. It's 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 again specialty beer and liquor stores like high end places will carry this. Chip in with your friends, buy a bottle, crack it open. Um, you should absolutely um, experience this at least once. And they tell you you should you should drink it in a two ounce portion, served at room temperature in a snifter to capture all the aromas. You don't want to put it in a little uh, pour glass. Just put it. In, just take one of your IPA sniffers, pour it in, get a little two ounce sample, and and sip it for a little while. Goes great with a cigar, uh, and and great with good friends. It's the best. Seriously, if you haven't gotten it, chip in, get it. It is absolutely worth um, the price of admission, in my opinion. When we come back after a short break, more news from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The new Kenny Wayne Shepherd, You Can't Love Me. 
from his uh, forthcoming uh, new album. I'm not sure if I'm going to go see him when he comes to town. I think he's playing the Basie um, sometime next year. I don't remember when. Uh, I know Joe Bonamass is back there. Uh, that's in February. I think that's the same weekend as my wedding anniversary. There's something going on that I, I, I'm pretty sure that I can't make it, but whatever. I, I digress. Um, we got a busy news segment here. Uh, no guests on the program tonight, um, but a busy, busy, busy news segment. So let's dive into it. Last call. It's, uh, you know, we've got uh, what? Uh, today is the 5th, if you're listening to the show. So next weekend, next Saturday, Westfield Hops. Saturday, November 11th, uh, Westfield Armory, 500 Broadway Avenue in Westfield. You can save $20 on general admission tickets. There's only one set of tickets. Last call, all one word, last call at checkout. 75 styles of craft beer, Senor Sangria, great music by Uncle John's band, delicious food, wonderful vendors. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. One session from 6 p.m. to 9.30, westfieldhops.com. Again, uh, last call, you save 20 bucks on general admission tickets. The offer expires at midnight on Friday, November 10th. You have to be 21 and older with a picture ID, and you cannot bring any outside food or drink besides pretzel necklaces. I will be there if you see me. Come and say hello. Uh, it's a great event. It's, you know, again, it's seven minutes from my house. How can I not be at this event? My friend Allison puts on tremendous events, and she's been affected a lot by the weather. Um, you know, over the last several months with it raining every weekend. So uh, this is definitely an event that um, I am uh, happy to support. I bought tickets for it already, and I cannot wait for it to happen. Another uh, new 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 Jersey brewery is set to open, um, which is really cool. There's a couple of them that have opened, but this one um, I'm spotlighting. I mean, we'll get into the other ones in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the owner is Drew Noel, uh, and it's called The Drewery. And um, they are finally uh, opening after a year and a half of kicking things off. Uh, they're starting with RSVP dates to keep from people waiting around for a while. Uh, it is the Drury, D-R-U-E-R-Y dot com slash RSVP times uh, L-O-T, so time slot. Uh, still dates available if you want to swing in and say hi. They expect to be open to the public for walk-ins on December 10th. But they'll have RSVP dates from November 22nd till December 9th. They're looking forward to meeting everyone. Um, This is interesting. I think this is, is it the one in, you know what? Let me look this up real quick. I know we have a ton of stuff going on. Uh, But let me see where these guys are. Oh, they have a um, RSVP opening first pourers pack. Comes with a t-shirt. Uh, you can get a T-shirt, a decal, glass token, a hoodie, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, let's see here. When or where are they? Oh, I see. Uh, about the owner home. Let's see. Let me go to home here and figure out where they are at. They've received their license. They're getting it. Yes, I am. Oh, I love this 21 and older. Oh, this looks like a very small tap room to start. Um why don't these people have an address somewhere where you could see where the brewery is located? Ah, here we go. Uh, they are in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. So they're down by uh, Trenton. They're down by Trenton. So uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens there. Kudos to them. Uh, and um, listen, you got to crank out good beer to start. If you don't, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Our good friends from Trogues. 
They've announced the release of Mad Elf Grand Crew. It's a limited director's cut of its iconic holiday ale, Mad Elf. Uh, like its counterpart, uh, Mad Elf Grand Crew starts with chocolate, Munich, and Pilsner malts. Features a large edition of local Pennsylvania wildflower honey. It's also fermented with the same spicy Belgian yeast strain as Mad Elf, which lends flavors of cinnamon, clove, and allspice. While Mad Elf features five different varieties of cherries, Grand Crew exclusively showcases Balaton cherries to impart notes of tart pie filling. Clocks in at the same 11% ABV as Mad Elf, but instead of ruby red, it pours a lovely deep burgundy. It is available in limited uh, 375 milliliter bottles and on draft wherever Trogue's beer is sold. That is great. Hop Butcher for the World, the Chicago land based brewing company, known for its hop forward approach to IPAs and fresh to retail distribution strategy, celebrating the third year of its partnership with Garrett Brands, the company behind Garrett Popcorn and Frango Chocolate, in brewing minted, an imperial stout that smells and tastes like the iconic chocolate mints. We all know and love. The Imperial Stout weighs in 10.5% alcohol by volume. Contains the same mint oil used to make the chocolates. It's packaged in 16-ounce cans. They're on sale now at Hop Butcher's uh, Brewery, Taproom, and Retail Store located at 4257 North Lincoln Avenue in Chicago. Four packs of the beer will be distributed to stores via self-distribution by the brewery. Uh, That was this past week. Um, This is pretty exciting. I saw um, Massive Beers, Matt from Massive Beers, uh, do an unveiling, a box unveiling. Uh, a couple of nights ago, with stuff from Hot Butcher for the World, and this beer uh, was in it. Um, I'm interested to hear his review. If you haven't followed Massive Beers on YouTube, you should. Uh, he does a great job. Uh, it's basically just reviewing beers. Uh, that's all he does. Sometimes it's a little news, but very, very slight. It's mostly reviewing beers. I love his little setup in his shed. He's got the shed now that's his studio. Um, and it's a really cool, uh, you know, he really talks about the intricacies of beer. Far better than I could. I'm again. I'm a novice when it comes to this stuff. He picks up all these different flavors and what's going on. Obviously, he's brewed before. He's done a lot of things. He's been in the you know he's been doing beer stuff for a very long time. But it's a really cool, cool um, uh, review channel on YouTube. Matt at Massive Beers. It's great. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. Samuel Adams. They got a new throwback pack. Listen to this. Um, Each year when drinkers head home for the holiday, Samuel Adams receives countless requests to bring back discontinued brews. This year, they brought the ask directly to drinkers via social media. More than 3,000 votes later, four styles from yesteryear were selected for the throwback pack. Here it is. Irish Red, originally brewed in 2008. Irish Red, their twist on a classic Irish brew, blends a distinctive caramel flavor with a pronounced hop bitterness. Uh, deeply deep red, malty, slightly sweet brew, balanced by earthy European hop notes. That is clocking in at five point eight percent ABV. Honey Porter. I haven't seen this one in a long time. This is a dark, full-bodied English porter from two thousand six. Uh, that clocks in at five point four percent. Scotch Ale. Remember this beer from way back in nineteen ninety five. You will fall back in love with the unique malt, hops, and peat smoke flavors that linger in the smooth, silky finish. That's a five and a half percent ABV. And the Noble Pills. Craft beer fans don't shut up about this Bohemian Pilsner. We don't either. First brewed in 2009 with four noble hop varieties. Noble Pils, a bouquet of slightly different aromas from citrus to spice to pine. Uh, That clocks in at just under 5% at 4.9%. The throwback pack available as a four-pack of 16-ounce cans with recipes true to the original. So every sip is just as you remembered it. Uh, This uh, limited-time pack will be available nationally for purchase via GiveThemBeer.com, as well as at the Samuel Adams Boston Brewery and Boston Taproom locations. That began this past week, so definitely you want to check that out uh, for the throwback pack. And I believe they are sending me, 
uh, some samples. So we'll be reviewing that uh, at some point, which is great. Founders, CBS is back. I knew they were going to bring this beer back. The last time I talked to Jeremy Kosmicki from uh, the brewmaster from Founders, I remember I said, CBS, making a comeback? He hedged his bet a little bit. Um, I kind of had an inkling that it was going to come back. They were they were definitely bringing this beer back. Well, it is back. Draft and four packs available in the tap room um, on November 18th as part of the KBS 20th anniversary party. So no bottles. So draft and four packs. Interesting. They're going to put it in a 16-ounce can. That's, that's interesting. For those new around here, this is what you can expect out of CBS. Rich maple syrup, roasted coffee, and velvety chocolate, which meld together in what can only be described as a transcendent drinking experience, coming in at 11.7% ABV. This bold beer deserves a bold entrance. It's a great beer. I think I still have a bottle of CBS left from when they bottled it from back my last reunion, my last high school reunion. So that was easily five years ago. Um, it's a great beer. If I see it, I am definitely going to get it. Um, that's a fantastic beer. I remember when they sent me the bottles when they were doing the packaging. Um, it came a bottle, a beautiful, uh, it, these leather um, coasters, beer coasters, which I still have. They're fantastic. A little bottle of the maple syrup that they used, tiny little bottle, uh, and, a, and a small bag of the whole bean coffee they used, which I thought was really cool. And I made coffee with that, and it was very good. That was delicious. Uh, And then finally, um, through a momentous partnership announced earlier this week, Michigan-based Blake's Hard Cider and Texas-based Austin East Ciders coming together alongside the Pacific Northwest's Avid Cider Company. Uh, They are going to be calling this Blake's Beverage Company, marking the revival of cider as America's drink, a tradition that dates back to 1899 when hard cider was the preferred beverage for millions of Americans with a staggering 55 million gallons produced in America alone. Uh, So these three uh, companies are partnering together. They'll have operations spanning across New York, Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. Blake's Beverage Company will have a significant scale covering all primary apple-growing regions of the U.S., This uh, presence ensures a steady Apple supply for all brands with a portfolio estimated to be close to 2 million cases uh, this year. Blake's Beverage Company can now deliver a more complete portfolio of products with a variety of flavors across several price tiers, meaning a wider selection of consumers where they shop and drink. More info, blakesbevco.com. Kudos to them and good luck in uh, in the cider world. And finally, when we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The record company, Live As One, from their Play Loud album. This is the uh, third album uh, from the record company. They are playing on the uh, Lower East Side coming up in uh, February, in early February. Cannot wait to see this three-piece set. If you have not seen these guys, I've said this before, check them out. They are absolutely 
awesome. All right, let us dive into um, suds and duds. I'm still, I'm sort of licking my lips still because I'm, I'm just like, I, I really want to taste that this version of uh, Utopias for this year. I, I don't know. I, I, it's funny. It took a while when they sent the first Utopias to me, Samuel Adams. In fact, they sent me a. I remember they sent me a big bottle of it um, before I interviewed Jim Cook, which was really cool. And this was after the uh, the Utopias release of the year before, whatever it was. And I remember I was like, oh, my God, when am I going to open this? And I remember I saved it for the day after Thanksgiving that year. And I shared it with a bunch of people up at Paragon Tap and Table, many of them who had never had Utopias before. And my wife was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it needs to be shared. People need to experience it. So it was kind of cool to be able to pour it for everybody, you know, and then to be able to drink it for the first time. Because it's a, it's a, again, it comes out, it only comes out every two years. So, uh, and I remember my first taste of it was at a beer event down in Asbury Park. They had this special thing, like they were like, at a certain time, we're opening a bottle of Utopias and we're going to pour it for everybody at the Sam Adams stand. And I remember my best friend Mark and I, we ran over at that time. We all uh, sampled off of it. And it was amazing. We were like, wow, this is something. So I got hooked then, and, you know, it's one of those things. What are you going to do? Anyway, let's dive into Suds and Duds. So uh, I went to see um, the band live a few weeks back, back in Morristown, uh, at the um, uh, Performing Arts Center there. Great little venue. Um, And it was an acoustic. It was all acoustic. It was not electric. It was all acoustic, which was really cool. And uh, Ed sounds great. The the rest of the band is brand new. I had not known. I don't know why I didn't know this, but apparently... Ed had left the band. I knew that. Um, they were Live was still touring with somebody else as the lead singer. And I remember I didn't see them. And I saw Ed solo uh, at City Winery one year, God, over 10 years ago. And it was great. And then he came back to the band. And then within a year, he had fired everybody. Just He got control of the name and everything else and just let everybody go. Sort of a reverse situation with Queensryche. Um, and so he's touring now with... with you know, a couple of younger guys who weren't really around when the, the hits were happening. But anyway, it's basically a greatest hits tour, and it's one, it was wonderful. So my uh, my best friend Mark and I, we we stopped at Revolution uh, in Morristown to have something to eat and, um, and grab some beers. And I have to tell you, uh, I love Revolution's tap selection. It's great. They have a ton of stuff on tap. I never really look for the cans and stuff, although maybe I should, but... What a great uh, tap list Revolution has. Started off with a copper legend by Jack's Abbey Craft. Um, just a, a fantastic copper uh, copper beer. Um, Jack's Abbey, what they do with their lagers is amazing because that's all they make, and they're fantastic, every single one of them, over and over again. Uh, they've, perfected, they've sort of perfected the artwork of making lagers, and they do a fantastic job. Fluff Your Head by Brick City. What a banging double IPA. Man, that's a good beer. Uh, very much enjoyed that one. Uh, that was delicious. Went down really easy. Although the rhyme session by Bricks, um, it was just okay. There was nothing really special about that. I was hoping because it was a little bit more of a lesser ABV that it have a little bit more flavor. Again, it's one of the one of those things where you get stuff like Industrial Arts makes a really great um, lower ABV IPA, a session IPA that has flavor to it. It's tough when you're doing stuff that has lower ABV to try and inject enough flavor in it to make it, I don't want to say big and bold, but to give it that like oomph that it needs. This one sort of missed a mark for me. So that would probably be my dud. Like it was drinkable, but I, I just, I wanted more. I don't know what, I, I, 
I don't, I don't know if it was a little more hop. There's a little more juiciness to it. I, I don't know. Without being over the top. I guess I guess that's how I look at it. Um, and then what was really cool, so we go in uh, to the venue, and um, I, I guess I, this is the first time I was there, so I didn't know this, but apparently um, up until recently, you could not bring your drinks into the venue itself. You had to drink outside where they have a bar. As soon as you walk in, you come down the steps, you check in, boom, you go right there. There's a you know opening. There's a, a bar for drinks. So apparently you had to consume your drinks before you went into um before you went into the uh, uh you know to the to your seats and the stage and whatever. But now they have what I like to call the adult sippy cup. So they pour your beer in this plastic cup and then they put a lid on it. But instead of you removing the lid, it's got a little thing that you slide like you could put a straw in or whatever or you could just sip right out of it. So I call it an adult sippy cup. This is awesome. And here's the best part. They got local craft beer, which is great. So I had an Oktoberfest by Zigmeister. Solid. It was great. And in an adult sippy cup. I ended up having two. It was fantastic. Like, I enjoyed that. I think more venues should do that. Like, um, listen, I'm sure that the cup itself is not cheap. And, you know, again, you're drinking it once and then you're throwing it away. So, again, I think there's... Um, if these things, I think, were made inexpensively, I think you would see more places do it. I mean, it prevented you. So you just flip the thing back. You can put your beer down. If somebody comes over and knocks your beer over, it's not spilling anywhere. As long as you have it closed, it's not going anywhere. Ingenious. Whoever invented that, God bless you. Um, I think more venues should have that. Um, it would absolutely um, uh, be a big boost. The problem is, is that your beer is probably going to go up in price a little bit. It's already pricey enough. Uh, when you buy beer at a venue, um, but it would be it would definitely be uh, a little bit more expensive. But I'd rather pay a little bit more to have a cup that I know that as long as I close it uh, and I you know drop it or somebody knocks it over and they're walking by, it's not going to spill all over the place and I don't lose my beer. That's a fantastic idea. More ballparks should do that. The problem is ballparks won't do it because it's hard plastic. Somebody's going to throw it. That's the drawback. I think. Whatever. Anyway, the beer was delicious. Love the idea of an adult sippy cup. Fantastic idea. Um, Then I had this in my fridge. It had been sitting there for a while. I was waiting for an excuse to drink it. Um, And I think this was the night before the three-year anniversary of my mom passing. Uh, Parabola by Firestone Walker Brewing. First off, I love everything Firestone Walker does. But their their 12-ounce bottles of barrel-aged stuff, whatever they put in them, and I have a, a whole, like, half a shelf of, Firestone Walker beers that are just sitting there, haven't even been put in the fridge. They're at, at you know, room temperature or whatever. They're just unbelievable. Um, this beer was the 2019 Parabola, four years old, sitting in the fridge, um, just unbelievable. Poured it in a glass, an Alesmith glass, by the way. I'm just trying to keep it, you know, California-centric. Anyway, um, poured the whole thing in a glass, let it sit, warm up, uh, didn't get it up quite to room temperature. It was probably around, uh, was, well, let's say just about 50 degrees, maybe a little bit less or a little bit more. Um, boozy, smooth. If you haven't tried any of Firestone Walker's bottled, 12-ounce bottled version beers, Parabola, uh, you know, whatever, do yourself a favor and try get one. If you like big, boozy, strong beers, that's the one. Now, do I suggest that you drink the whole 12-ounce beer yourself? Probably not. I would share it with a friend, split it. Um, but this is one like I put, it was the only beer I had for the night. I poured it in a glass. I let it sit. 
I sipped it over about two hours. So by the time I was getting to the end of it, it was way it was right at that 55, 60 degree mark. Perfect. Like just thick and warm and I mean, I can't say enough good things about Firestone Walker. Uh, the Veil Brewing, which Paragon Tap and Table has been getting a lot of, and I love it because the Veil is just good stuff. Uh, so juicy, delicious. This is Dirt Dirt Nap Nap. What a fantastic beer. I mean, almost orange juice in color. Uh, delicious beer. Um, really outstanding. Uh, enjoyed it very much. I love uh, what the Veil is doing, and I love that Paragon has it on tap. And then another one that Paragon had on tap, and again, this is a brewery that came into New Jersey back in, got to be 2017, so this was after... Uh, my cancer, Toppling Goliath. Uh, this is uh, this meeting could have been an email. Um, I have not had a beer from these guys in quite some time. I, I was having trouble finding a lot of the off stuff of Toppling Goliath. Like I had, you know, the pseudo Sue and all that stuff, but I hadn't been able to find anything, you know, like specialty stuff. Now Paragon got this in, and I, again, I haven't had Toppling Goliath in quite some time. But really, really good. Not super juicy, delicious beer. Um, you know, again, like I said. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Toppling Goliath. I know Peerless brought it in back in 2017, but from 2017 to now, I haven't seen too much Toppling Goliath uh, uh, in and around North Jersey. So very interesting. Uh, but good stuff nonetheless, and nice to see that uh, Paragon is rotating some national brands out in addition to having a lot of Jersey beers, which is, listen, it's always a, uh, a good thing. But again, um, just a, a really good beer. This meeting could have been an email, uh, which is a fantastic name for a beer. Anyway, uh, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody involved in the program. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show, uh, Monday morning at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.